The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Thousands upon thousands demonstrating today. Protesters blocking roads across the country and have set up exhibits to protest against the judicial reform. Today is known as the Day of Paralysis. With all the updates joining us now, a correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Always a pleasure to have you on board. And tell us what's happening. Good afternoon. Always a pleasure to be here giving you all the updates. And before we get into them, we do have some breaking news coming in and it has been announced that both Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Defence Minister Yoav Gallant will both make statements tonight. Now the Prime Minister is expected to speak at 8pm Israel time which until tomorrow morning is the same time South Africa just to note that Israelis will move their clocks forward by an hour at 2am right. tomorrow morning and uh, your Afghalant, the Defence Minister will also be making a statement we don't have the exact time that he will be speaking um, we don't know if it's before or after the Prime Minister but uh, while we don't know what the Prime Minister is expected to speak about. He has delayed his trip to the United Kingdom where he's scheduled to meet with Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. Uh, we can expect that Yoav Gallant will call for an immediate halt to legislation on the judicial overhaul. Right. And uh, now we can talk about the widespread demonstrations that we have seen as a result. Today, about 500,000 people expected to be on the streets protesting. Wow, 500,000, half a million. Wow, that, that's really, or well, what was it this morning, really? I mean, it was a couple of hundred. It suddenly escalated to 500,000. So, but now at the same time, there's the security. It's not just, uh, you know, the ordinary person on the streets like we discussed yesterday. You've got the military. You've got the IDF and the Israeli F. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, what was it? Something like 54, 57 percent have uh, not uh, reported for work today. Well, this is it. I mean, we've been speaking, you and I, at great length about mm -hmm. how the military, how the armed forces will be adversely affected should these proposed overhauls go through. Now, again, I just want to clarify, nobody's saying that there shouldn't be reforms, but what is uh, raising the hackles of Israelis, and especially as we see the, the military echelon, is the speed in which they are literally being jammed through the, uh, the, the process and without taking into account other voices like the opposition, like the military. The reforms in their current iteration are seen as a highly, highly problematic for the country. You're not going to talk in a bit about how this has affected our relationship with key allies. Yes. But as, I, as I've been saying, and I know that there are some people who still don't want to hear this, this is not an issue of the left and the right. Uh, you, you know, to use that kind of, of language is not a reflection of exactly who is on the streets protesting and is also extremely divisive. It's a, a language that the Prime Minister used earlier today. I expect he will hear a lot from uh, some of the officials close to him about just how dangerous using that kind of, of language is at the moment. These are protests that involve people from all walks of life in Israel, young and old, male and female, um, military, uh, the legal fraternity, 
the high-tech sector who will also be affected, mm-hmm. the uh, e- economical fraternity who are expecting major protests around B'nai Brak. This is an ultra-orthodox uh, part of the country also to be anti-government protest. So we are seeing right across the board. Uh, and when you speak to Israelis, and I interact with quite a few on a daily basis, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if they wear what we call kippahs huga, a knitted kippah, a knitted yamuka, or if they voted Likud, or if they voted for Yeshatid. The general consensus amongst Israelis is these overhauls are problematic and they were not communicated clearly enough to the voter base when uh, there was the run-up to the elections. In fact, we've even heard coming from within the Likud, which uh, if it carries on like this will become quite fractured, that many of the uh, Likud members are very unhappy that these overhauls in the the, um, iteration that they are being uh, pushed through were not clearly communicated to uh, the Likud, which is why you see uh, dissenting voices like Galant, like uh, Yuli Edelstein and various others. Well, indeed. Let's, uh, as you mentioned uh, earlier on, Rolene, let's just hope now that sanity is going to prevail and one can look forward to whatever the Prime Minister and the Israeli leadership will uh, address, what, what issues they'll address the public on tonight. We can only just hope for the best. But let's expand now on what you mentioned also earlier on about, um, in this case, the United Arab Emirates has also dispatched a top-level official to also warn Netanyahu of potential relationship strife. And, um, well, as you hinted, as, as we have said many a time about our passion for the Abraham, Abraham Accords, is this new government now endangering ties with uh, major allies as well? Well, this seems to be the general feeling, and this is one of the areas where your Afghalant, the defense minister, has been warning. Um, you know, the senior official from the Emirati government spoke to the prime minister on Tuesday and said that you basically uh, they are taking a huge issue with the way that the government is behaving, and in particular the highly inflammatory comments made by Betelel smote rich. So uh, we know that Khaldun al-Mubarak was sent by the president of the uh, United Arab Emirates, Mohammed bin Zayed al-Nahyan, and uh, he has uh, his role as senior advisor to the president, and he said that uh, they are very, very concerned about the direction of this government and that the government, quote-unquote, I'm going to quote verbatim, goes completely against the Abraham Accord. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at what has transpired over the last week. We had Betelos Smote Rich um, addressing a crowd in, in Paris uh, just earlier this week uh, at a memorial for a French victim of terror. And uh, he stood in front of a map that showed uh, the area that we know as Jordan, which mm-hmm. was, before Jordan was um, created formally, known as Transjordan as part of Greater Israel. And um, he also made the comments that the Palestinians are a figment of the imagination, that, uh, uh, that there are people basically with no history. Now, of course, this is seen as hugely, hugely inflammatory in the Arab world. We had a situation earlier this week where the Jordanian 
um, government called in our ambassador for dressing down and then a subsequent vote in the parliament, interestingly, with a big map of Transjordan now as Jordan uh, featured in the, uh, on the podium. Right. Um, calling for the expulsion of Israel's ambassador. Now, our ambassador was only uh, reinstated in Jordan just a couple of months ago as ties significantly started to warm up between the two countries. Right. Uh, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs were quick to condemn Smotrich's um, comments, saying that we absolutely unequivocally respect and acknowledge the sovereign territory of the kingdom of Jordan. Uh, and, and now we have, as you and I spoke about yesterday, the uh, United Arab Emirates also thinking of maybe reducing their diplomatic presence in Israel. The Jordanians called Smotrich's comments a violation of the peace treaty with Jordan. We now have a senior a uh, high-ranking official in the Emirati government saying that the the direction of the government is a violation of the Abraham Accord. Sure. And I'm expecting uh, your Afghanant, when he speaks later tonight, to address the fact that some of the decisions taken by this government are harming our ties with our most key ally, the United States of America. Indeed, Ronin, just to expand on the Abraham Accords uh, signatories, uh, so we've had the United Arab, Arab Emirates and Jordan so far voicing concern about this. Have there been any other any remarks coming from any of the other signatories up till now, to your knowledge? Well, just to be clear, Jordan are not um, signatories to the Abraham Accords because we had our own existing peace treaty with Jordan in place. However, as um, the the Negev summit was formed with all the Abrahamic Accords countries, you know, uh, putting together working documents. So our other peace partners, mm -hmm. the Jordanians and the Egyptians were also in, invited to uh, attend and to participate as well as the Palestinians. This was under uh, the premiership of Yair Lapid. Um, so we, this is very, very strong language coming from the Emiratis. And if we look at Indeed. the situation mm -hmm. with the, with the Americans, we have, uh, uh, rumors of a boycott by the White House, of inviting the Prime Minister, uh, for a visit to the White House. And, um, uh, senior American officials have been instructed not to meet with Israeli officials. And, and Netanyahu has instructed his officials not to visit the United States until this is sorted out. But uh, your Afghanland, our defense minister, has been warning uh, and uh, has said that the um, proposed overhauls not only seriously undermines the IDF and our military deterrence, but also severely harms our ties with our key allies, including the United States. Indeed, we hope that's dawned on the leadership. Now, as I mentioned earlier on, let's just hope that all these issues are addressed on the Address to the Nation tonight. We can only just hope for the best, Rolene. Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Always a pleasure chatting to you, but that's all we've got time for right now. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel.